Happy Filipino American History Month to all. This is Manny Ramos, your host of Rise Up, Real Issues and Stories of Every One of Us podcast. Joining us today on Rise Up is Potri Ranka Manis. But first, let me talk about who we are. I'm Manny Ramos, a board member of the Philippine Nurses Association of America, a past president of the Philippine Nurses Association of Central Florida. I'm a professor of nursing at Valencia College here in Orlando and an adjunct faculty at William Patterson University. With me today is my co-host, Mindy Ofiana. Mindy? Hello, partner. Hey. Welcome, everyone. Hey. I'm Mindy Ofiana, Legislative Committee Chair for PNAA, Corresponding Secretary for PNAA Foundation, and past president for PNA Southern California. Before my recent retirement, I served as both a chief operating officer and a chief nursing officer at one of the medical centers owned by KPC Group of Companies. This publication was made possible by Cooperative Agreement CDC RFA IP 21-2106 from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Its contents are solely the responsibility of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of CDC HHS. Our guest on this episode is Potri Rankamanis. She's a public health nurse consultant at the New York City Department of Health Bureau of Environmental Diseases and Injury Prevention. Potri is also a playwright, poet, actor, producer, choreographer, and practitioner of the theater of the oppressed. Born and raised in Mindanao, the Southern Philippines, she's the daughter of the late Sultan Agaos of the Royal House of Borokot, a tradition bearer of the Maranao people. Potri is the founder and artistic director of Kinding Sindao, a resident company of the La Mama Experimental Theater Company in New York City. Potri, how are you? Good evening and good afternoon somewhere else. Good evening. And I will greet um, the Muslim way. Salamu alaikum. Magandang gabi. So, um, Potri, you are the founder and artistic director of Kinding Sindao. Please so, tell us more Kinding about it. Kinding means graceful movement, and Sindao means to spark. And I saw in the PNA, your team is spark. Be a spark. I said, oh, yes. I fit in. Uh, so, Sindao is where the word Sindhi <laughs> came from, you know? Sindhi, to, to light. So I came here in America. I was recruited to become uh, it's one it's one a visa. So in 1990, and of course we were the soldiers facing the upsurge of the pandemic called HIV/AIDS. Then, like 99 percent nurses are Filipinos, particularly during the nights. So I was a night nurse. Before that, I was in Saudi Arabia. And before that, of course, I was in the Philippines. I really, it hurts me to leave our country, but I was paid eight pesos an hour. Contract, you know, like uh, you, no work, no pay. Yeah. And also every time I have right. a production, I have to, to resign <laughs> instead of taking a leave or instead of like working together, you know, the artistic and and also, that was the height of martial law. And uh, those mm. are painful years. 
In fact, I I became a political prisoner when I was. So I was I oh. finished my nursing, going to school with guard. <laughs> I was a controversial activist, wow. uh, political prisoner because I was allowed to go to school, and then with guard, and then I asked the the commanding officer, sir, bigyan mo ko ng guapo, matangkad, full fat. <laughs> Not one. Sabi ng sabi ang bait niya si Captain Fernandez. She's one of my hero. Cause she allowed me to go to school. Sabi niya bata ka. What will be your future? Sabi ko gusto ko maging nurse. He said I'm the president of uh, United Church of Christ, Broken Shire College. Kaya he put me in his custody. I I was still a prisoner. I have to report every Friday. But he is so compassionate, mm-hmm. and you know that that's one of the. And I said, this is one of my heroes. So, Potri, you arrived in New York in 1990. So, um, how was that different from your experiences in Saudi Arabia and Dubai? Uh, I, I remember you mentioned something about that time in 1990. It was the height of the HIV pandemic. So, how was New York City and how was Potri? Well, um, as an artist, actually, I'm so excited. New York, I'm here. Yeah. And, and and then the so-called culture shock. Uh kaya ko to. The thing with New York is it's it's so diverse that you can be Filipino in in your hospital because the the hospital was in was Cabrini Medical Center. It's gone, but it's 93% Filipino. So um and then different ano pa dialects, may Bisaya, may Tagalog, may uh, may Ilocano. So I speak all those tongues because growing in Mindanao, uh in the diverse community, you learned it as a child. But yeah. So yun. Um and then uh, nakita ko na we have all the possibilities as an artist. Well, Poetry, I know that the uh, national convention, the PNAA national convention will be in New York next year. And I want to see you sing, say poetry and dance at Kinding Sindao for sure. So I'll make sure I'll go there and uh, visit your uh, shows. Uh, yes. So Poetry, we invited you for this episode of Rise Up. Uh, where we will be talking about human rights and civil protections. Uh, we are aware of the increasing frequency of anti-Asian incidents in the United States. Uh, the Stop Asian American Pacific Islander Hate Coalition received over 9,000 reports of hate incidents from the period of March 2020, and that was the time at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, to June of this year. And the type of discrimination range from uh, verbal harassment, deliberate avoidance of Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders, physical assault, they, they were being coughed, uh, coughed at or spat on. Uh, there were civil ri- uh, rights violations and online harassment. So, uh, Patri, Recently, you experienced a traumatic incident, and I'm very sorry about that. Would you please share what happened? <sighs> we just have to take a deep breath a bit because, every, you, know, you see, um, yesterday I was, I, I did, I did a lot, right? I did it's a dance. I talked to, I've been arranging so many other events for Philippine American Month. And then the last event I had is to teach Rigodon to Ihus de Davao. 
all those. And then after that, when I went our way to buy uh, food, I was telling my husband, you know, nalulungkot ako. I am feeling sad. And I said, it's not even sad because this is my first time to feel it. Like this comes in every now and then. Like I feel some coldness inside of me. Like like a, an ice that eats. And, and I know it's somewhere else. And I'm trying to trace where it comes from. Because I'm a happy person. I make people happy all the time. <laughs> and then, uh, in fact, you will know if I am stressed because you will always hear me. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine to keep me up. But um, last night I observed that. I I feel that somewhere, but last night I really like listened to it. So I think this I think I was telling myself, I think this is the question in the PHQ-9. Like, have you feel, <laughs> did you feel sad in the last two weeks, niba? I said, I think, so mm. pini-PHQ-9 ko ng sarili ko. <laughs> I said, oh, I think this is what you're asking the patient. So, now, I think that's part of that assault. Because even though I have undergone some other trauma, this one is, is something that you're giving mask, and I have been giving mask from the beginning of COVID. Um, I partner with other organization like National Alliance for Filipino Concern, especially here in Queens. I'm I'm in the epicenter of the epicenter, and being in the front line, you're very concerned what will happen to your neighbor, and also you can see all those, and um, we call it urban dwellers. You know? People who choose to be homeless because there's actually a house for them, but choose not to be living in the street. So, so it became a habit that I give mass. It's always in my bag, and uh, so that's it. In my way home from work, because we started three days a week to work, to face to face work. Otherwise, I became an epidemiologist. During COVID time, we follow up the where is the clusters and the height of the counts of, of, of COVID. And then, usually, I give masks to people and they're happy. Free masks, that's one dollar or 25 cents. And then I always say it in a graceful way that uh, so we will not let COVID go to 2025. You know, it might be an exaggeration, but it can be a reality, but you know. So I was telling this couple, they entered um, with the child and then they sat on my side. Oh my. And then I was giving a mask. I have a mask. I always have a shopping bag because, you know, you, there's no more plastics when you go shopping. So I always have a shopping bag in case you're going to go buy something. And But the masks are there. So I have a mask. You can have it for free. So we can use it and it will not go to 2025. And immediately the man took the mask and said, uh, mind your own business, chink. Twice, mind your own business, chink. Mind your own business, chink. And he threw it away and he's about to grab my bag. And me, I was thinking because maybe he thinks I have more masks there. But then there was a man who pulled his back and he was not able to reach me. So the woman stood up and started beating me up on my head. And I'm trying, trying oh. to hide my face because 
I said, I have a show coming Saturday. Don't hit my face. But then, and at the same time, I was looking at her knees. I said, I'll, if I'll kick her knee, I'm going to break it. Easy, because I was sitting down and she's a heavy thing. And then uh, I saw the child and I turned to the left side. I saw the child looking at her mom committing that violence. So he, she hit my face. So black and blue. Ito. And then when the train stopped, I took my phone to call 911, but uh, they, they pulled my phone. And it, it hurt my, my hand in this part. I see there's a ring, you know, when you, there's a ring in the phone. So I ran after it. And no, the woman, while she's beating me up, she keeps on saying, you chink, mind your own business. Get home to China, your dirty country. Get out of this train, you terrorists. So those are all hate languages. Mm. Then anyway, I ran after them because but because of the phone, at the same time, I was calling the police. The police didn't even mind. And then when I, uh, actually, when before I left, I pressed the emergency button of the subway. So, so when I went up, there are already police there. And these people, I can still see their back, but the police did not run after them. <laughs> Maybe the, the way I understand, the, look, I, the police think I was just a crazy woman. And they did not uh, take my statement. They took the statement of that person. He's a white Caucasian male, tall, who said that I saw everything. It was just an argument about the mask. So it was dis dis dismissive. Plus the word, it's an argument right. about the mask. That's a public health issue. So up to now, there's no police report. Um, the the there was a policewoman who helped me get a detective. She took a she brought the detective to Bellevue. That's where I was. I had my um, emergency um, examination as a victim, and uh, so the detective that took my statement while I was there was in the robbery crime department. So. So for that situation, it's treated as robbery when it's not robbery at all. And if you, yeah. So, so Potri, you started to share how this traumatic event affected you. How are you now? Uh, I, you see, during the start of COVID, we created this I love you very mask. Then we will continue that as a movement. I love you very mask. I mean, I am. Uh, I will ask PNA to adapt that. <laughs> so that's the overarching uh, mission of Kinding Sindao right now. We are a cultural group, but the I love you very much will become part of that cultural group and every nurse. <laughs> and that's my way of responding to this pain. I mean, we cannot. I don't believe that that those couples. Those couple will be arrested. I know their photos came out, but I, I, I will just use this trauma to become strong and make other people stronger, especially those who had been a victim of hate crime and did not have a chance or did not have the, the eloquence or not able to navigate the system to express the, what happened to them. Because it's still happening. 
and even recently, there's Maria, um, what's her name? Maria, we will remember later her family. She was knocked down in the, at the Times Square and she died. And it's only taken that there was a deranged person who did it. But I mean, if we can influence the, the policy maker or the president to define, like, do not, when you, uh, when, if you assault the, drive, the bus driver, you'll be penalized this much. So if you assault a healthcare worker, you have to pay 10 million. If you assault an Asian, you have to pay 20 million, <laughs> something like that. So before people, I mean, there will be assault still, but before they will assault, they were first think, where will I get my 10 million? You know, I'm, I'm just giving an example, but if this will be, uh, this will be promulgated by not only New York state, but the federal, the government, the president of USA, he has to say that, that any assault, Asian, any assault on healthcare worker, and of course, Muslim, that there's a, there's a separate law with that, no? Because there's so much assault ready for Islamophobia. But to make use of Asians, now I would say make use of Filipino as scapegoat of your of anger that is coming from where, somewhere, right? You know, everybody has mental health issues. But it is not, uh, it is not, uh, what do you call this? It cannot be an excuse to assault somebody. We are not dogs you kick. You're not cats that you, that the dog has to run. Or we're not, you know, I mean, we are human. One. Number two, please, we're frontliners. We compose, we compose a population that if it's not because of us, then you may have been dead. <laughs> You know, it's so, that's the pain that comes every now and then to our mind, particularly, I mean, while being assaulted, my mind is still a nurse, you know? My mind is still mothering the baby that they're carrying. In my mind, they're like, oh my God, this is, this is another case. It can be, it's a child abuse. And then later on, while I'm in the hospital, I'm trying to analyze my situation. I'm even still on the side of the assailant. Like, oh, maybe they're angry couple. Maybe they grew up with a family that's abusive. That's why abuse to them is normal. And I'm sure that kid will grow up abuser. That is still what is in my mind when I'm lying down in the emergency room. And, um, and that's the painful part. Like right now, I feel like crying, which is unguarded. I mean, these are, I can rationalize this again and again, but I have to acknowledge that there's that, um, there's that coldness in me that says, um, what's the use of everything, you know? So I'm watching that because if I'm feeling that, what more will happen to a person that has been assaulted, who's not a nurse, who's not aware of how to watch your PHQ-9. <laughs> so, and then um, about abuse. We, personally, I've been abused. I've been told so many times, go home to your country. 
And I think all the Filipino nurses should ganda. go home to your country. Or I've been paying you what you, you know, I even have a patient who said to me, I want a white nurse. Get out of the room. So I said, okay, I will look for a white nurse. I was taking, um, what do you call this? It's, it's a patient as an admission. Sorry, I'm crying. Patient as an admission. So I was taking her, his information, and he doesn't want me. He wants a white nurse. There's no white nurse during the nighttime. <laughs> I have to come back. Actually, I left and read his chart. He's a Vietnam veteran who was amputated, below knee amputee, and I think it's because of his service in Vietnam. So maybe he's looking at me as a Viet Cong or something. But anyhow, those are, those are the, those are the abuses that we are. Those are the racists. Every time I walk now, I'm afraid that people I will pass by are get assaulted. Like for me, the faces of those two people who assaulted me is replicated to everyone that I pass by. So. I'm trying to guard myself that please they are not that <laughs> and every I went to a mall to get my new phone and then so I while waiting for all this um you know downloading uploading I was in the cafeteria of the mall at the food center and some guys just pass by look at me it's not even me maybe they're looking at or maybe they're really looking at me because I was like two days on need television, repeated with the Senator Schumer, Senator Lu. So maybe they're looking at. I said, are they looking at me? Is this man an assailant? And I'm so bad because I took their photos anyway. <laughs> I took their photos. So that is that produces, uh, you know, uh, that kind of drama is still there i don't even i know how much longer it will linger because i don't want to go to the subway anymore but after that assault i'm just so worried about everyone now taking the subway in matters of outlook i'm uh in korean drama fighting <laughs> you know i um i do not surrender that's why the the immediate work right now that we're doing is I love you very mask. I asked the mayor's office for masks. They gave me 6,000 masks, which is KN95. So I called all the organizations that, okay, go out. <laughs> Let, let's do this. I love you very mask. Okay, so um, natuwa ang mga mosque na pinadalhan ko and other organizing foundation to Filipino artists, International Women's Association, mga ganon, for, to encourage the project, I love you very much. So I'm encouraging everyone because I think besides being, uh, of course, we know all this. Before we, we wear masks because we are not vaccinated with influenza. <laughs> This time, I think I will wear masks forever. I will design beautiful masks. Because I think it's still the best way of uh, preventing respiratory diseases. And uh, so those are my resolve. And as a minority, 
I do not accept that I'm a minority. We are not minority. We have achieved so much as Filipinos in this country. And our relationship to USA goes back, goes back in 1898 when Puerto Rico, Cuba, Hawaii, and Guam and Philippines were sold to USA under the Treaty of Paris. After that, the Philippine-American relationship started violently. It's a, we have a violent uh, start with that relations. So USA has to acknowledge us, not as a minority, but as a people, people of color and people of power, that, that we still are the backbone of this country, together with other people of color, whether we like it or not. We really became part of this history. And we cannot be abused the way we are being abused. And we Filipinos really have to influence policy and really study how we're going to stand these abuses because we've been abused for 500 years by the Spaniards. That colonial mentality went through generation that we allow that abuses to sink in and say, eh, kasi siguro yun ang gusto ng Diyos. You know? But we really have to see that resilience and also stand up that we are people, we're humans, and our value has to be taken with that value, no? And there is a book called uh, Wretched of the Earth by Franz Fanon. I think every Filipino should read that so that we will see uh, how we're going to make ourselves strong by realizing our own biases as Filipinos. And then when we realize our own biases, we're able to unite with other Filipinos and make an organized move. So the organized move will make us big, just like small fish uh, in, a, in a school will drive away a big fish that are about to eat them. Have you seen that, Have you seen that uh, caricature? So the reason why other Asians are kind of not being attacked because they are so, they're solid. Don't do that. They have an organization, you know? We, we, we internalize our oppression and we divert it or express it in other ways that would even hurt our own fellow Filipinos. So if we read this book, that would, that can be a, a guide to analyze ourselves as a people and to see which part of us is the colonizer and the colonized because that's the nature of uh, the colonial mentality that if we i mean in that train i believe there was a filipino i'm sure but nobody nobody stood up or just holler you know stop that you know there's none we have those training holler training but there, I was already asking for help, and I'm sure there are Asians in the train, but everybody's afraid to help. And it's not only me. There are two cases, like uh, Kinto, Noel, his face was last. Nobody helped him. And then, um, what is her name again? 
that lady that was kicked in the street. Forgot her name. Virgie. The doorman closed the door on her. So there's no good Samaritan. No, and and I don't know if everyone still remember the Good Samaritan because in Islam we have Good Samaritan. In Christianity you have Good Samaritan. In Judaism we have Good Samaritan. This is Old Testament. We have time for one last question. What would be your message to the Filipinos, the other Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders regarding hate in the United States? You know, um, the word hate will make us sick. We don't, you know, the words, uh, where did I find this? Illness is I. I-L-L. -L. And N-E-S-S. -S. Illness. But wellness is we. You and I, we. W-E-L-L-N-E-S. So we have to develop the we. The only way to happiness is when we connect with each other. And the only way connect with each other is to understand our own history as Filipinos. Let's understand our history. Let's, let's not adopt the amnesia style because we cannot be Caucasians. We cannot be another, another nationality. We're Filipinos. Let's embrace our history. Study whatever pain, negative, and trauma. Our Filipino, Philippine history is a very traumatic history, you know? But because we are so island people, we are so happy people, and we call ourselves resilient. Actually, the, the so-called resilient is not resilient. <laughs> we cover up a lot. We smile a lot. We have this um, smiling depression. We even have the colonial mentality depression <laughs> as defined by Dr. Kevin Nadal. You know, we cover ourselves with, with all the brand names. We go to the outlet, and with all the colonial mentality depression we buy all this send it to our people back home we show off that we're in wearing all this brand but that is not the solution of the wellness the illness is still there you just cover it up we filipinos have to understand our history and our history why we are here in usa our participation in the community and our participation as an organized people and then we have to restudy the chismis part of who we are because we cannot live that way you know that chismis part of the filipinos is part of the internalized oppression because we swallow whatever we don't like from our master or or whatever we nakikisama lang tayo yung pala masama ang loob natin we go say yes, but the thing is, there's something inside you that doesn't agree. And then you go home and you talk bad about that person who, whose presentation was given out because you did not say in your, didn't say about what you want in that particular presentation. So learn how to express, learn how to articulate what you want, what you don't want. Don't be afraid to be a disruptor. Because that is part of change. Thank you. Thank you very much. Potri Rankamanis, be present, be heard. Learn how to express and tell your story. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a joy and uh, a wonderful time that was spent with you, Potri. Thank you so much.
And that is all that we have for this episode of Rise Up. I want to thank our guests, Potri Rankamanis and my co-host Mindy Ofiana, our director and producer, Radni Cahudo, Rob- Carol Robles, PNAA Chair for Communications and Marketing, our advisor, PNAA Foundation President Nancy Hoff, our executive producers, PNAA President Dr. Mary Joy Garcia Dia, and our PNAA Executive Director Carmina Bautista. Join us every Wednesday here on Rise Up. Until then, keep on rising. See you next week.